So I've asked these guys if they would share with y'all one thing that they just saw happen at the, the church. I mean, if we would let them have rain and share all the things they'd say, we'd be here for about three or four hours. And so they're gonna share one thing with you that they saw this year and maybe a story that relates to that. And then we're gonna pray over that theme. So when you guys share, if you guys would just share your name and uh, maybe how long you've been around the city. Mitchell, I'm gonna let you start. Thank you, Barry. Uh, my name is Mitchell Anderson. I uh, have actually been coming to the city since uh, I, I remember when Clayton, uh, the summer before it started, he uh, took me to lunch and told me what his plan was. Uh, so I've been coming to the city since day one, and I just uh, became an elder this this year. So I'm new and serving in that role with the church, but I've been, uh, my wife, I, I'm married to Ashley. Uh, Anderson and we have two little girls Tatum and Bryce um, and they they both love to serve uh, or me and my wife both love serving sometimes I, I probably have seen some of y'all's faces at the front door on Sundays but uh, that's just a little bit about uh, me and my family but when Barry asked us this uh, about, about a week or two ago the, the first thing that came to mind was the Sunday messages and just the vision for the church to read uh, the Bible, book by book, verse by verse. Um, it's just been very encouraging for me, uh, for our family, and it's it's been uh, powerful. And it's even for our small group. Our small group, we've we've really enjoyed um, going over the Bible verse by verse and book by book. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know one of the really powerful stories that kind of goes along with that is we, we have a new couple that's in our group. I say a new couple. They've been in, in our group for now about 12, 12 months. And uh, they were going through, they were struggling with their marriage uh, when they started coming to the church. And it has been really uh, cool to see God working in their life. Um, they're volunteering regularly on weekends now. Um, their marriage is stronger than it's ever been. And it's just uh, really powerful to hear them talk about it and give all the glory to God, just to see how much their marriage has changed in a one-year time period. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's the two things that I really wanted to share uh, with y'all tonight. And um, do you want me to pray about that? Yeah, Mitchell, if you'll pray that we would continue in the Word like we are and grow in that area. And if you guys will just agree with Mitchell as he prays. Dear God, uh, we, uh, we thank you for just uh, being so loving, your unconditional love that you have for us, God. And I just pray as a church, um, as we read your word um, together, book by book, God, I just pray that um, your spirit would, would touch our hearts and set us on fire for you. God, I pray that that would, uh, your word would just uh, touch all of our hearts and God, that we would be obedient to it as we read your word and um, live our lives through our week. And I just pray that we can um, continue to grow as a church together. And um, God, we're just, I'm just glad to be on this journey uh, 
with these guys, with the leadership and with this church and just can't wait to see uh, what you have for us this year. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. We're going to let Mark share next. Sorry, Kobe's wasn't good enough. Um, So I'm Mark and uh, something I'm really loving about our church is just how synced up the big church services are with our kids and our youth uh, ministries. It's just really cool that like last weekend, all of our kids and youth learned about John the Baptist. And this weekend, they're all learning about the baptism of Jesus. Spoiler alert, that's what's next in Luke. And I mean, I thought that was cool. And then, you know, I had a lady ask us about, hey, what, what is y'all's, you know, what's y'all's church like? And I said, well, we're going verse by verse through uh, the books of the Bible. And it's been really cool to see. And she's like, well, what is y'all, what do y'all's kids do in your kids' ministry? I was like, actually, they do the exact same thing that we do. And she was just completely shocked that the kids are going through the exact same verses that we go through. And I think that's awesome because, you know, the Jesus storybook Bible is amazing, but it skips over a lot of stuff because it's, you know, trying to summarize it for a bunch of kids. But the fact that our kids are going to get to learn, I mean, verse by verse through the Bible is just so, so, so cool. And so it just makes you really proud to be, you know, part of a part of our church. And um, something cool that, that's happened um, this past year is so my wife, Laura, and I, we lead our premarital class. And so we've had, we're about to have our third group go through it. Um, and there's a couple in our first group that they uh, started dating at a really young age before they were following Jesus. They had a child together and since then have started to come to church and then they signed up for the premarital class and then have also joined our um, small group. But kind of in the premarital class, one of the things we teach is that God's best for our marriages is that we're not living together before uh, we get married. And so they felt very convicted by that when um, we were going through that class. And so I kind of knew that that was something that that was their situation. And so um, I just started praying like, Lord, help me to approach this topic with them. They had a date set in June to get married. I'm like, I know Lord, this, that, that your will is for them to not live together before uh, they get married. That's, that's your best for them. And so started praying about that. And then about a month later, they came to me and they said, hey, Mark, we really want you to do our wedding. Um, but we know that based on what the city believes and what the Bible says, that it's not right that we're living together right now. And so we just want to know what do we need to do? And I mean, it's not very often you just have a situation like that fall into your lap where you just get to speak into someone's situation. And so uh, I said, there's two choices. The first choice is you move out today and you don't do married people things until your June date. Um, and you get married and move back in and happy, you know, happily ever after. The second choice is you move out today. You don't do married people things until you get married and you get married ASAP. And so they're like, okay, well, let's, we'll talk about it and figure it out, whatever. So that was on a Sunday. Then Monday, I get a call from the guy. I said, hey man, um, hey, I just left the courthouse and got our marriage certificate and we wanna get married soon. I'm like, okay, well, when, when, when are you thinking? Like this week, next week, he's like, how, how about tonight? And so I was like, okay. And so he said that he had, you know, stayed somewhere else the night before. And he's like, man, we want to be obedient and we want to honor God with our marriage. And so uh, them two and their daughter, and then my wife, Laura and I, and our kids had a marriage ceremony here on a Monday night with no one in the room. And uh, man, it was really cool. You know, she walked down the aisle and I played, you know, a phone on uh, a song from my phone on Spotify and the speakers. And then at the end they kissed and I played another song and took communion and prayed with them, you know, and it was like, it, it probably will be the coolest, one of the coolest things I'll ever do. 
Um, and just in the middle of just the ceremony and kind of reading through scripture and praying with them or whatever, I just realized like, how cool is it that this couple heard from the Lord, you know, saw something in his word that, that didn't line up with what they were doing and they immediately changed it. And that's happening, I mean, all over the place, you know, with, with, with so many families and, and so many couples and man, just really lining up with, man, we are taking the word of God seriously and we are really being obedient to follow it verse by verse. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of, I mean, that may be the coolest thing I ever get to do. So I don't know what I'll get to say next year, but. Um, we can't follow that. Can't follow that. That's it. Shouldn't Mark's <laughs> gonna pray over that if you guys will join him. God, we thank you so much uh, for your word. And uh, Lord, that you have our best in mind when you, when you give us commands and, and when you, um, God, lay out plans for, for how a healthy marriage needs to work or how a healthy church needs to work or, or, or whatever. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you know what's best for us. And so, God, we just pray that in this room and in our kids' rooms and our youth rooms, Lord, people every single weekend would, would be hearing from you. God, would, they would be seeing where maybe their life isn't lining up with your word, Lord, and they would do all that they can to get on the right track quickly. And, and God, I'm just so encouraged by this couple. And God, just what an honor it was just to be a part of um, a simple, special day with them. And God, just being able to see their obedience right in front of me, Lord, it was just, it was just so awesome. And so Lord, would you continue to let that happen here at our church? And God, help men and women, uh, Lord, just to follow you with all their hearts and to be obedient. Thank you so much. We's gonna share next. Are you sure? <laughs> hey, my name is Kobe. If I have not got the chance to meet you, um, I would love to to hang out and talk. And I'll I'll promise not to, or at least not to attempt to make it awkward. And so, um, I have. When Mitchell mentioned that kind of first one-on-one -on -one talk with with Clayton, where God was laying on his heart to start a church a few years ago, I, I remember that same uh, meeting at United, and we talked. And I remember just. I think man's a great idea and I'm in. And I'm not sure I knew at that point what that really entailed or that he ever really told me, but um, uh, not too long after, I remember being on my back porch with Clayton and Mark and Brandon and uh, lightning is happening, big thunderstorm. And, and these guys are just like dreaming and, and talking and um, about what, what this church could be and, and their vision. And so it's such a cool thing. So I'm, I'm privileged to have been, been a part of kind of those original things and now to see some of these kind of dreams and vision just lived out. So uh, not sure why they invited me on this journey, but I'm, I'm thankful that they did. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, let me tell you a story real quick. Last night I was laying in bed with my daughter. Her name's Chandler. She's seven years old. And I'm not sure how we got here, but I was like very persuasive in, uh, having her consider the idea of an arranged marriage someday, right? And so like just telling her, like, I think like someday it'd be cool if you let me pick your husband, because quite frankly, I think I have a lot better judgment than you at this point anyways. And so uh, we started playing this little game and I'm like, all right, so you, I'll let you help me out. Do you want a tall or a short guy? And she's like, short. Oh, that's interesting, okay. <clears throat> um, do you want uh, funny or smart? She chose funny, which I liked but she couldn't have both. I said, do you want like a bald head or a long beard, right? She said beard. And then I, I told her the one, uh, the last one I think I said was um, cute or rich. And even at seven years old, it was funny how that one made her pause a little bit. <clears throat> she eventually chose cute. But anyways, as I was thinking about kind of tonight, what, what to choose uh, to talk about, <clears throat> it was kind of a cool thing 
that if, we, if you have a church background or maybe you're like me and, and there's been times in your life you went to a church where you're like, I kind of like this, but I don't really like this. So like, man, I love the, the preaching and the teaching is awesome, but the, the music style is like not really my thing, but I'll settle, right? Or I love the youth ministry. I'll go here because my kids are part of the youth ministry, but man, the, the services are just boring, okay? Or, or the services are great and everything looks good and sounds good and feels good, but I don't really get behind the heart. Like they don't seem to be into missions or, or serving people and it's very inward. And so you may have had that experience. And one thing I can truly say is like, when I just look at all the different little buckets or components of the church uh, here at the city, like I'm just so thankful that I'm on board and I love like all of them. And I think that's rare and, and we're in a special place, but um, I, I did have to choose one uh, thing to share about. And, and I thought one that they probably wouldn't talk about because four of them are on, on staff. So. Um, but I always wanted to share a little bit about uh, the staff here. And I think we just have an incredible staff and, and I've been given the privilege to kind of get a little peek behind the curtain to, to see. Um, and contrary to what a lot of people think when they show up on Sunday mornings, like these guys don't just show up on Sunday mornings like 10 minutes before service and throw this thing together, right? And, and they don't just show up on Wednesday nights and put the service together and then they chill the rest of the week. Uh, we have an incredibly hardworking and committed staff. And really even beyond that, uh, one thing you might not know is that a lot of the staff here, is, they're support raised. Like they don't get paid. We don't have a budget for them at this point in the church. They have to raise their own support. They have to sacrifice. Um, and maybe they could be doing a lot of other things, but they've chosen to be here because they want to be a part of this team and this family. They believe in the, the vision and the mission. And that's been really awesome to see. Uh, one of the things that I've got to do the last couple of years with them is uh, go to like a staff and staff family uh, retreat. And one thing I love about it is it's not like the purpose isn't to go and plan the next year, to evaluate the different ministries. It's just to invest in each other uh, spiritually and relationally. Um, it's at those times where I kind of just sit back and go, man, God has, has really uh, put together, assembled this like really cool team of people that love each other, that, that even like each other. And most of the time, and they, they're like on mission together and they, they, they've bought into um, the family, the, the, the movement here. And, and so if you, if you see staff members, and it's not only like, like Clayton, like just up here or the guys you see on stage, um, it's guys that you have no idea, like the people that put the app together and uh, I, don't, I don't even know, like make videos, all kinds of things, put up chairs and put together services and run sound, I mean, all kinds of things that you would never think about. Uh, but we just have an incredible staff and I'd like to just pray for them and Maybe we can encourage them. And if you see them and, and these guys, but more importantly, the guys that aren't up here right now, like tell them thanks, encourage them a little bit. Tell them like, you know, like what you're doing doesn't always get noticed, but man, we appreciate you. So um, let's, let's just pray for, uh, for our staff here and thank God for them. Hey God, we, uh, we do thank you for the staff that you put together. And we believe that it is you that's put them together and you've called them here to this place at this time for a particular purpose and mission. and. God, I'm just so thankful for the, the family that they have here. And God, they're hardworking and they're committed and they're held to a high standard, but God, uh, they sacrifice so much. And God, I, I just, I know that you honor that. And God, I pray protection over their families, provision for their families. Uh, God, that you would be with them, continue to encourage them and strengthen them. And God, we know in roles like this that the devil would love to attack. And uh, God, I just pray that you would spiritually protect them. God, continue to give them encouragement. When they think what they do is not seen or recognized or noticed, God, I pray that uh, you might use us as the body to encourage them and uh, 
walk alongside them. So God, we just thank you, God. We, we pray for future staff, future people that will come alongside in the years to come as we grow. Uh, God, that you would just continue to bring people with, with a heart for you and a heart for people and a heart uh, to see this particular body of Christ just uh, be the hands and feet that you called us to be in this city. God, we're so thankful and we love you and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Brandon's gonna share next. very sweaty. <laughs> Microphone's shiny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to, to narrow down for me, but, you know, I think um, one of the things I love about our church, and, and, and I do love our church. I mean, there's, there's nowhere else I'd want to work for sure, but there's nowhere else I'd want to, to attend. I mean, I love what God has led us to, to become. And I remember the early days kind of as Kobe was talking about, as we were kind of dreaming about um, a different kind of church. And, you know, Lubbock has 300 and something churches and most people are of the opinion one doesn't need another one. Um, but I, we really did feel like there was not one like God was leading us to, to start. Just not nothing quite like what he had put in our hearts, you know, and just where he was leading us to, to, to serve and, and grow. And kind of where we started was with uh, grace and truth, you know, Jesus was full measures of, of both things. He wasn't a 50-50 kind of thing. He was all grace. He was all truth. And we tend to kind of, you know, go to one extreme or another. Um, and churches can kind of do the same thing. But, you know, when you're, it's one of the things we started doing practically, like when we had to decide about things that would come up with our staff or the direction of the church or whatever, we were running everything through that filter of grace and truth. And that gives you a very clear picture of what Jesus would do in situations. And it's not always easy, but it's always the most fulfilling. It means you, you kind of have to walk through difficult things with people and you have to, you know, be a, be a family that, that sticks with each other and loves each other, but speaks the truth and love, all those kinds of things. And that kind of led into this, this just want for, for family to be involved. We started talking about not just the people of grace and truth. We want to be a family of grace and truth. And, um, you know, we, we, you've heard mentioned our, our staff camp that we bring our families to, get our kids involved, our wives involved, which is something that we had never done and any other church staffs that we've been a part of. Um, you heard this last weekend, if you were here, announced the family camp coming up this, this next year. We do family services, you know, we're, we're all about being a family of grace and truth. And I think as God was kind of leading us into that identity, COVID happened <laughs> and it kind of forced us into, you know, putting that into practice. You know, we, not just with, with the shutdowns, first of all, you know, we made a decision as a staff to like really lean into that instead of complaining and being like, man, well, I guess we, you know, we can't do anything. We, we leaned hard into that and we tried to show up for people and we did daily, you know, Bible studies and worship. If you remember every single day we were streaming those things and just trying to pray for people, be there for people. And then this, this past year specifically has been extremely difficult on our congregation. Um, and again, we've kind of gotten that opportunity just to show up for people. We have that conversation a lot as a staff, like who, who do we need to show up for? Who is struggling? Who's going through something? And um, there's just been so much ministry that's happened just, again, 
kind of wearing that identity of grace and truth and, and being a family because that's what families do. You know, they, they show up for each other. And no matter how big our church gets, you know, we, we've uh, grown some and we just tried to lean even harder into that. And, and when we see a need, we, we try to meet it, you know. Um, we, Andy Stanley has this, this line. I don't doubt he came up with it, but he talks about it a lot. But he, he says, you know, we should do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. Uh, what we would tend to do in church is like, well, we can't do it for everybody. So, you know, we're not going to do anything. Um, and that's, that's not how Jesus operated, you know. He saw a need and he met a need. And um, it's, it's been, a, again, a difficult season. Had a lot of deaths, um, a lot of families struggling. But it's given us, again, the opportunity to show up as a church family and um, really love people. And, um, you know, we're going to hospital rooms and, and um, funerals and, and just having meetings with people, talking him through things. And um, again, it's not the glamorous work of ministry, but it, it's been so fulfilling for, I know myself and a lot of other people in our staff, um, just to be able to be that for each other, to be family, to be there. And so, um, I mean, I, I guess I'd like to pray that we continue in that, you know, that people know when they walk through those doors that they're walking into a, a safe place, a place where people know them and care about them and um, want to be there for them. So, God, we thank you for the direction that you've, you've led us so far. And, um, you know, I pray we would just continue to lean hard into this, this grace and truth, God, to, to, to be full of grace and, and unashamedly promoting the truth of God's word and um, all the while caring for each other the way a family should. And so, God, I pray that people would, as they come through the doors, whether it be a Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whatever, that they would feel like they are safe, that they would feel like they belong, that they would feel seen and cared for and loved. And I just pray that we would all continue to, to grow, um, not just in our faith and our knowledge of the word, not just in our relationship with you, but grow in our relationships with one another because we know that Jesus said that's how the world is going to know that we belong to him is the way we love each other. And so I pray that that would be a mark of our church, that, man, that church loves each other. Um, and I think that if we're doing that, then we're doing pretty good. And so, God, just grow our capacity uh, for, for loving and caring for each other. In your name, amen. Amen. So I'm Barry. My wife, Elizabeth, is up in the balcony watching. She's one of our cautious COVIDers. Um, I love that she's here though. So for us, I, I was friends with these guys in, a, in another church staff. And in 2017, I ended up going to a large church in Abilene, Texas. And Clayton had called me and he said, hey, why don't you come do our staff retreat? This was two years ago. I said, sure, man, I'd love to reconnect with all you guys. That'd be a lot of fun. And so um, ended up doing that. And it was just a really good weekend. I really started hearing about grace and truth. I was like, ooh, I really like that. Um, and they brought their families. I'm like, man, I really love that you guys brought your family here and you guys are doing that together. And there are just things I kept hearing that like, man, I resonate with that and I resonate with that and I resonate with that. So anyway, at the end of that retreat, Clayton said, man, one of these days you should come join us on staff. It's like, we don't have any money to pay you, but you should come join us. It's like, well, I'll pray about that. Um, 
I had to ask a couple other questions like, could I wear tennis shoes to work? He's like, yeah. Could I wear a hat to prayer? Yeah, ooh, those are big ones. So really gotta consider this. But anyway, make a long story short, about a year later, I just was sensing in my heart that I was in the wrong place. And it wasn't a bad place, it's a great church doing great things, but it was just like that tug on my heart. And um, God just began to stir and say, man, I just thought about all those things that I'd heard. And even the word is so prevalent here, which is so important to me. The word is my, my foundation. But also, it wasn't just the word, it was word and spirit. We wanna be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I love prayer and I wasn't getting to do prayer where I was at. So anyway, to make a long story short, God opened the doors for me to be here. And I started in January and I'm so excited. Man, it's just been a, a I love this year. I love where I'm at. I love what I get to do. So I, I tell them all the time, until they kick me out, I'm gonna keep hanging out here and then doing what they let me do. So for me, I love unreached people groups in the nations. Man, I've gone to nations where I know that when they're born to when they die, they'll never hear about Jesus unless somebody goes. And I just, I wanted to do something about that with my life. And I'm just an average guy, but I just like, Lord, help me to do that. And that was part of what these guys were all about as well. Let's take the gospel heavy to Lubbock, but we also wanna try to reach out and, and take the gospel to other places. So really excited about that. So I love that our church has a DNA that as we grow, we're gonna give to nations. Our growth to the nations is gonna grow. We're gonna continue to add missions partners as we grow, not to take anything away from our local family, but we want our local family to be generous and bless people around the world. So this year when we took up an offering to build the community center in Thailand in an unreached area, that was an amazing thing to me. It wasn't just the church set aside a little bit of money. It's like this family invested of themselves in the nations. And so it's so cool that that community center got finished. I got some pictures on Facebook the other day of a Christmas gathering that they had there. Over 60 kids and different people that had come in and our, our missionary partner there, Tasvan Poonperm, that's his Thai name and we call him Pitot. Um, he got to share the gospel with 60 people, hand them gifts, just bless them. Man, that blessed me that we got to invest in them. I know when COVID calms down a little bit more, we'll be taking trips to the nations because we don't want to just send a check. We want to be friends with those people. We want to help in any way we can. So my dream is we'll be doing summer camps with those guys. We'll be making friends with them. Before you know it, they'll be wanting to visit here from time to time. We'll be visiting there. So I'm just so thankful for the DNA of this church and its heart to reach out to many others. So let me just pray over that. If you guys will pray with me. God, would you let us continue to bless others just besides ourselves. God, thank you for getting to do that with Pito this year. Lord, we know we've got friends in India, friends in Mexico, Lord, other friends in Thailand that we would love to pour out to. So continue to grow us, God, so that we can be a greater blessing. Let this church be known for its great generosity, Lord. And 
its heart to, to go and serve other people. So God, just continue our growth in that. In your name I pray, amen. Clayton's gonna share with us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so Barry asked us to share about some things over this past year. And as I began to process what I feel like the Lord was leading me to talk about, it was really a story that's gone to the very beginning of our church. In fact, back to some of these conversations that some of these guys are talking about having. And it's just been a, a story of God's provision and protection um, over the last three years. And when, when I say provision, I'm not just talking about money. Um, while that's, that's been a part of it, uh, I'm talking about uh, people who uh, could be family and on our team. So um, you hear about, you know, Mitchell or Kobe saying, you know, I went to lunch with them and was talking about this new church. And, um, you know, I, I remember talking with Brandon on his back porch and, and uh, Mark and his wife, Laura, at a, you know, at a restaurant and a couple of different times. And, and um, you know, whether it was the uh, conversations with a lot of our, some, some of our other group leaders and things like that, and people that I was meeting with and talking with and casting vision to about this new church in the summer of 2018. And just God, every one of them just kind of aligning our hearts together and, and saying, yes, we're on board. Uh, we we want to be a part of this. And then, so, so God was not only providing people, but, but a team, a, a staff team um, that would do this together and, and it not be kind of all resting on one person. And so, um, and, and then in, in a short period of time, we ended up launching the church the, the fall of 2018. Our, I think my original thought was, is, you know, we would take the summer and the fall to raise money and you know, form a, formulate a core group of people that wanted to start this church and, and launch maybe January of 2019. And um, just the way things worked out, we ended up having to launch the fall of 2018. And so we, we had made a decision to plant this church late June, early July, and uh, we launched it late August of 2018. So it was literally like we had about six weeks, six weeks to eight weeks to um, raise money, uh, get a team together, do everything that you need to do, you know, in our country to, to start a church. And that's a lot. There's a lot of things that are involved there and find a location, all those kinds of things. And so um, as we, you know, we're casting vision to people, people were getting on board. Um, and I remember um, th these guys here um, and um, other friends of mine donating a lot of money to help us start this church. We raised about $200,000 in six weeks um, to get the things that we needed to get in order to be our own church and to have uh, enough money on hand to not live, you know, just week to week, just pleading with people for money, you know? Um, and so, you, you know, we were able to do that, but I, I remember one of my friends who doesn't even really go here, um, said, um, yeah, man, we're, we're on board. We love to, to donate to the, to the start of this church. And I went over to his house and he gave me a check for $40,000. And uh, man, I just broke down crying. I, you know, I couldn't believe it. And um, it was just things like that along the way, whether it was a conversation with Brandon or Mark or, or, or Kobe or Mitchell, uh, bringing Barry back to us. It was conversations along the way where it was God was like, I got you, I'm with you. And just not, not having to, but just letting me know man, I, I got you. I got your back. I'm here with you. Um, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide uh, for you. I remember the first night we launched our church, the late August of 2018. And 
we, we, we had an incredible launch. I mean, I think we had four or 500 people or something. I don't, I don't remember. And you know, that, that's, it's unreal for a church plant. And uh, cause you, cause you're hoping the next week to, to ever, a lot of people will show up for a launch, but then you kind of get into the week to week mode, week two. And so you're hoping for 50% to come back. We had like 70% come back the next week. And that first night though, that we launched on Wednesday night in August of 2018, uh, I remember literally leaving the science spectrum uh, in tears. And um, I was overcome with fear. Like we, we I, I left there, we had this amazing night where it was like God provided and it was like, I was instantly hit with, with fear and this, just this spiritual attack. And um, I was just crying, driving home. And um, Mark called me and uh, he said, hey, I just gotta tell you this story real quick. They, they were still tearing down late that night, all of our equipment. And um, he said, there was this girl that worked for the science spectrum and uh, she was outside at the counter and was just listening. She never came in, but she just listened. And um, she came up to, to Mark I guess when they were closing up or whatever, and just told him that, you know, probably hadn't been in church, I think since she, she said since she was a toddler. And um, she said she had never, never felt the presence of God until that night. And she said she felt the presence of God and heard God speaking to her. And, and it was just, you know, I instantly, it was like, I was overcome with fear. And this just, uh, 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 all I could do to explain was just this, this anxiety, spiritual attack, just all of that kind of mixed into one. And um, it was, you know, God just saying, hey, I, I got you, I'm behind you. You know, I, I don't know why, but I left that place thinking this was the worst idea ever. Why, why did I do this? Why did I get all these people in on this? You know, this was a terrible idea and it's not gonna work. This is gonna be a fail. You know, I was just overcome with fear. And, um, and Mark called me and, and it was just like, God's, you know, again saying, hey, I, I got you. Um, a year and a half into to a church plant, COVID hits. It's gotta be the, the worst news possible, you know, for um, not only so many families, obviously not only in our country, but even specifically in our church, but, but the worst news possible for a new, brand new church. And um, that was a year and a half in and, um, you know, a, a year later, two, you know, 20, 2019, um, you know, we, we, we brought in something like, I, I think it was, you know, $850,000, that, that, that year total. And in, in, in 2020, uh, we brought in just right over that. Uh, somehow, I have no idea, but uh, no idea why, but God provided in that season uh, of, feeling so just desperate and so fearful that this isn't, we're not gonna make it. We might not make it through this. And um, God just providing and again and saying, uh, saying, I got you, You're, we, we got you. Never forget right before COVID hit, um, our elders, our finance team were um, actually negotiating, trying to negotiate with Best Buy over by Movie 16 to buy that building. And um, we, we were in the middle of you know negotiating, we were counter offering, and it was just like all of a sudden they wouldn't even return a call, they wouldn't return an email, they wouldn't even talk to us. They had already said no, they had come back with an offer, we had gone back with another one, and it was just like they stopped talking to us. That was February, January, February of 2020. And in March, 
COVID hit. And it was just like, when that hit, I, you know, I was, I was honestly, I was, I was angry. I was upset. I was like, this was it. I thought this was it. And um, COVID hit and it was like, God was saying that wasn't it. And um, that wasn't what I had for you. And I'm, I was, by not allowing that to happen, was protecting you, you know, to, to make it through this next season. Um, we got out of COVID and, um, you know, e- even since that time, God's placed a new vision on our hearts uh, to, to want to be downtown. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, then. I had no idea. That wasn't really in our, just even in our framework, it wasn't even in our minds as a possibility. And since then, God's given us a real vision for, for staying downtown. Um, and then <laughs> there's, there's so many, but then one more, um, our, our elders, our finance team, we have a building team now, our, are uh, looking at what's next for us. We've been saving for a down payment for something. We have no idea what that's gonna be. And um, uh, we were interviewing, our building team was interviewing a uh, team that we would, a group that we would consult with to help us kind of through this process of raising money for, you know, for, for, for something and paying for it and kind of helps you through all the banking process and all that kind of stuff. So, so it was just a group that you consult with to, to help you kind of navigate that. And we were on that conversation, you know, and we're talking about, uh, especially if you're one of our members, you know, we've talked about this at membership. We're talk, we're, we've been looking at something in the neighborhood of $3 million. And that, you know, that's overwhelming to me, you, you know, that kind of money. It's just overwhelming. And um, there, you know, this consulting group's talking about you know, what we bring in and how many people we have and all this kind of stuff and, 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 and what they think we can afford and all this kind of stuff. And so we're talking with them. I hang up the phone literally within two minutes. My phone rings and um, it's a member of our church. And uh, he says, hey, uh, Clayton, we love what you guys are doing. We're on board. Um, and uh, we just wanted you to know it's probably, it may not be a lot of money, you know, to you or, you know, whatever, but uh, but we're going to be donating $100,000 in the next month. And I was just, again, I was just in tears that um, within, literally within two minutes of getting off that phone call, where I was just overwhelmed, um, God was just, again, I got you. Um, I got you. And uh, uh, I'm with you. And um, and I, I'm, I'm hearing your prayers. And I'm going to provide. I'm going to protect and um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just overwhelmed when I look at not just this past year, but since we started, just the way God has provided the right people, the right leaders, the right staff, the, the money. He's just, it, it, and it's never been like so much more than what we can handle or what we need. It's just been, it's like that, that daily bread. It's just, it's, it's, always, it's always enough. And it's always more, just a little bit more than enough to say, I'm with you. So that you can see, so that I've been able to see, like God, you're with us, and you you've provided for us and you've protected us, and so, yeah, I just want to pray into that, especially as we um, have big steps, next steps to take as a church over the next year, over the next two years. I have no idea what that looks like for us, but I just I, I just want to pray uh, for the faith to believe that God's going to protect and He's going to provide. So God, we we just thank you, God, for the way that you protect, God, the way that you uh, provide. God, we thank you that you are our daily bread. You are living water and daily bread. And um, God, I just thank you. Uh, you didn't, you've never had to do it, but God, you have 
supernaturally at the, just the right times you have said yes or you have said no and you have provided and you have protected. And uh, God, I just pray that in your sovereign will and plan and grace, um, God, that you would continue to do that, not because I deserve it, not because any of us deserve it, but God, because you are gracious and merciful. And so God, we thank you that you are a gracious and merciful God who blesses us in ways that we never deserve. And so I thank you for that in Jesus' name.